Welcome and thank you for joining us today for the last Christian podcast. We're so blessed to have you join us. It's time again to join Brother J.D. Williams in seeking the hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, chasing away the worries of the world and replacing them with the blessed hope. We're in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Brother J.D. Williams insists there must be a final person or last Christian to accept Christ before the sound of the trumpet. Will it happen today? Here now, Brother J.D. Williams. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Last Christian Podcast. My name is J.D. Williams here in beautiful East Texas, and I am joined by my new friend, and I told him I fell in love with him the last uh, podcast I did with him on uh, It's Primetime Somewhere. So you guys, some of you are going to be familiar with Mr. Sean Banks. Sean, welcome to the Last Christian Podcast. How you doing? Hey, yes, sir, JD. I'm doing awesome, man. I'm doing <laughs> awesome. And hey, I, anytime I'm on this side of the dirt, it is a great day. So, doing well. <laughs> you know what? For the first time, I can say, I, I, you know, and mean it. Uh, that that I can relate to what you're saying today specifically today, because because yeah. after we do this then I'm going to appear on as a guest on somebody else's podcast and that's a position right. you know that uh, I mean I I do these interviews but I don't do the other ones too often <laughs> okay I really can't in my oh, schedule yeah. anyway for uh-huh. those of you uh, for uh, as I said uh, Sean appeared. On the uh, It's Primetime Somewhere uh, podcast, uh, and that uh, aired this past Monday, I believe. Um, but anyway, Sean, um, those people know you, but the rest don't. Yes, sir. And so I'm, again, just, I told you, I do this with every podcast, and, you know, you might have thought you were going to escape it, but you didn't. Who's Sean Banks? <laughs> Tell us about you. Well, I'd say Sean Banks is a guy that I'm uh, from Seattle, Washington, originally, uh, grew up in the inner city there. And uh, my mother uh, was a woman of great faith and kept us in church. Uh, and that is what saved my sister and I as we were going through uh, pretty much the crack e- epidemic in the 80s, uh, gang violence uh, going on in the 80s. And uh, I'm a kid that was very ambitious, um, always into something cool, always trying to find something fun to do as a kid, and trying to stay out of out of trouble and out of harm's way and uh, ended up uh, working with youth uh, as an adult, had zero passion to work with kids uh, and found my calling really uh, while I was serving at church. And I was reluctant to do it, but from there I ended up creating uh, something that uh, we're just allowing God to continue to use me uh, to spread this mission and spread this word around the world. Amen. Amen. And, you know, um, for those of you that missed the uh, Primetime Somewhere broadcast, we found out that Sean hated kids early on. No, I, you know, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Don't turn the <laughs> dial. Okay. Uh, no. But anyway, he didn't have a, a great affection for working with children until he started working with children. And now it has become his life's work. And I think he would agree with me when I say that God himself inspired that work. Would you agree with that, Sean? Uh, Absolutely. It was God-inspired. It wasn't my idea. Uh, My idea was to do something in business of some sort. Uh, And, you know, when God 
presented to me what it is that he wanted me to be doing, which is working with youth, you know, I ran from it. Uh, there was, I had zero passion to do it. And so everything that I'm doing is, is God led and God inspired. And it shows in the results and the things that are happening um, that, you know, I like to tell people, I mean, I'm not that bright, right? Like I, you know, I'm not, I didn't have these ideas. I mean, it definitely took uh, an anointing, if you will, uh, to be able to do what I'm doing. Well, uh, not that bright. I'm not going to agree with at all. I think I think that you would have. I think you would have been greatly successful in just about anything you touched. Um, I mean, you're yes, you've you've got that uh, charisma about you. Uh, I know that you have the drive about you, and of course, you've got the Holy Spirit within you. So, yes. you know, that's an unbeatable combination. It really is, but it's a blessing yeah. to parents that you have uh, taken it upon yourself to work with kids. And the whole reason that I had you on the Primetime Somewhere broadcast was because of your work with children. And then it came out what a Christian you were. And that began to really resonate throughout the, the remaining time that we had together. And that's the reason that you're on the Last Christian Podcast. Because, Sean, what I'm interested in is finding that last individual. You know, just like there is a last play in any football game where the quarterback drops back, he throws that pass, okay? And you know it's win or lose right now. There's no flags down. Okay, it is win or lose whether that ball is caught or dropped. And whatever happens, the result after that is the game is over. Okay, well, we are in the last days, in my opinion. Biblically, I'm looking at Ezekiel 38, Ezekiel 39 playing out in front of me. I am looking at the very real possibility of Isaiah 17, 1, the destruction of Damascus, where it becomes completely uninhabitable. I am looking at that right now because they are, are moving uh, equipment through the Damascus airport that actually arms those individuals against Israel with over 250,000. That is one quarter of a million missiles pointed at every square inch of Israel. Okay, so I'm seeing the end days play out right now. And when the rapture happens and when Jesus shouts and he calls his church home, then just like that football game, the game is over. And anyone that has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior before that moment, they've got to go through at least part of the great tribulation period that will last for seven years. Why do that? When all you've got to do is simply pray a very, very simple prayer and say, Lord, I know I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I know that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. I know he spent three days in the tomb, and I know that he has arisen, that he promised us he's going to call his church home before God unleashes that wrath. And he says, in Jesus' name, and for that individual, I'm jealous because the next face he sees is Jesus Christ, along with each one of us living and dead who accepted Jesus Christ. John, that's why right. you're here, okay? So I wanted to hear about your story. I want to hear about Sean Banks and how he came to Christ. Well, the our, growing up as a kid, you know, my mother kept us in church. Uh, we um, I had a single mom, and so her faith is what got us through dark times and challenging times in our life. And so I remember being a kid going to church and, you know, the small kid, I was singing in the choir and then, you know, I was able to play the drums and I remember my sister singing in the choir. And I remember, you know, after church, you know, you would go downstairs and they would have, you know, refreshments and eat donuts and all the different things they would have for us. Uh, and 
And so it wasn't planted in me as a young child, you know, just the power of God and being able to watch God work, watching my mother pray, watching my grandmother pray, um, just watching strong women around me pray. Um, it wasn't actually until I was in college, um, outside of when I'm being at church that I saw, you know, a father figure of mine actually reading the Bible. Uh, and that changed my life as a young adult. Um, but back up a little bit. Uh, when I was in high school, uh, we would, you know, buddies of mine, we had singing groups and we would sing in the choir and things like that when we were younger, uh, you know, young teenagers. Uh, and I had, you know, found the Lord again at that point, uh, just as a young adult, as a you know, young Christian. Uh, and it was just, I always knew that God was real and just he had saved me in so many different situations in my life. Uh, a couple of years after that, I uh, began to intern at a recording studio and the gentleman that I was under actually got saved and mm. everything changed for him. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw his yeah. life change. I was about maybe 15, 16. And then it was, you know, well, Hey, if you're going to come hang out the at the recording studio with me, we have to go to church first. Amen. And so what would happen is here I am, you know, 15, 16 year old kid. And I was in church, you know, on Wednesdays and on Fridays and then on Sunday. <laughs> and, and I was right. And I mean, I was just going because I wanted to be able to go to the studio and be right. able to do some music. Right. right? Uh -huh. I, I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. 15, 16. It's like, you know, you're almost dragging your kids to church at that point. Um, but I would go and what started happening is that I started learning right. and I started being able to apply what I was learning to real life situations. And so I started seeing friends i never forget, we had a group of friends, uh, kids we knew in school, and they all gone to jail. Um, and we're teenagers now, right? We're in mm -hmm. high school. And all these guys went to jail and went to jail for a long time. And I was realizing that the power of God and the word was true, right? 10,000 may fall at your right side, you know, another thousand at your left hand, but nothing shall come near you. You'll only be a spectator, right? You know, I started seeing that. I started, you know, professing scriptures like by his stripes, I'm healed. And, and I started because I was learning the word. And so I was uh -huh. applying it at a very right. young age. And that's what, uh, that's how I, I fell in love with the word of God. That's how, that's what changed my life. Uh, but it was interning with the guy that got saved and I ended up being led and ended up staying at that church, um, into my adult life. Yeah. Amazing grace. How sweet to sound. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And amen. Well, uh, Sean, you never went too far away from Christ. Um, in in your life, no. from from what I'm hearing, you uh, you didn't stray near as far as I did. I can tell you that. Um, you know, I, I walked <laughs> I've walked away from the church when I was 16 years old. I went to the pastor and told him to take me off the rolls. You know, forget me. <laughs> I did. I, I went. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, a moment. pastor, a pastor that you know that I knew very very well. You know, and yeah. I basically yeah. you know stuck it to him. Felt good about it. You know, yeah, uh, it's awful. Well, you, you know, Andy, well, the thing is, is that I've had my moments, right? Like I've had my moments where I've been, you know, I've been upset, you know, either with the church or what the church was doing, the way things were going, um, the way things were happening. Um, but it was, you know, learning never to walk away from God. Right. What's the thing? Right. Yeah. It was just even though I didn't like what the church may be doing or what man was doing. Um, I, I always got to a place where, you know, no matter how low I got, it was like, God, no, I, I still trust you. Yeah. Right. Because I could yeah. never deny the times that he had spared my life or saved my life or mm -hmm. opened the door when I knew that the door was closed and it was mm -hmm. nobody but God. So I've 
definitely. I mean, I'm in no way yeah. a perfect person, um, but just I always really just realized that God was real, Amen. even when I knew men was was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I profess to be a Christian even back then. You know, for years and years and years, for decades. You know, until I yeah. finally really did accept Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And mm-hmm. the uh, pastor that I was speaking to when I was saved, he asked, you know, I I told him, you know, I'm I'm good, right? I mean, you know, I went through my life history and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And when I was supposedly saved and when I was baptized and all that kind of good stuff. And, and he looked at me and he said, right. um, well, if you died tonight, would you go to heaven? Well, hey, that's what I came in right. to ask you, right? And, you know, so you're throwing it right, back at me right, and you're right. answering my question for me by asking me that question. Okay, and so, you know, I I tell people all the time that the biggest thing that Satan uses to uh, tell people that they can't be saved is to remind them about stuff that they've done that disqualifies them from being saved. That's Satan's biggest tool. Okay, and what people need to understand is no matter what, you can always turn to Jesus Christ and he will save you on the spot. And like you were saying, Sean, it changes your life instantly. I mean, you can see right. the change, you can feel the change, and you get excited about it, right? Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, you can just the you when you yeah. when you have a relationship with God and you're walking with God and you learn God right and you know the way He does things, then yeah, you will know He's there and you will feel Him, and it does change instantly. Um, and it changes in two ways that I've learned instantly, especially for people that are first time believers and new Christians. Um, you will experience change and all that change you won't understand, right? right? Some of the friends that you had in your life that you thought were your closest friends will walk away. And it's like, well, right. gee whiz, you know, I thought everything was going to start going perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that it is God is ironing out, right? Uh, your your sheet, if you will, right? right? He's making it clean. And so he's getting rid of things right. that, you know, don't need to be in your life, right. people that weren't good for you, people you didn't know that weren't good for you, situations, right? A lot of times people lose their job, right? I mean, I got saved and all of a sudden I lost my job. Like, where, mm-hmm. where's the God in that? But it's like, well, right. wait a minute, you know, 10 years ago, you were asking to start a business. You know, you, you were asking for a promotion or you're talking mm-hmm. about how you wanted a better job. And so God does it and we forget what we ask God for, but he doesn't. <laughs> Be careful what you ask God's car because you just might be careful. It to you. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. you know, and you, you, you're saying something about, you know, it looks like things were falling apart. There's a song out there. I forget who it's by or the whole thing anyway. You know, but, you know, it's not that things are falling apart. It's that things are falling into place. That's part of the right. part of the song. I like and I, I, yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I wish I could remember the artist. I'd give him credit. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Sean. Uh, you do work with kids, and I want to get into that work because that it, it is blessed by the Lord. There's no doubt about it. Let's start off by giving people your website address and, and start there. Uh, absolutely. My website is GoSFB.com. And on that site, again, it's GoSFB.com. And on that site, you'll see my whole body of work, everything that we're doing as it pertains to working with youth. Amen. And I'm going to put uh, real quick, this is just the front page of uh of the website there so uh as you can see you could uh get on that thing and and it's got a lot of information i am having a difficult time of making this thing work for me today as far as being able to move things around but you can see uh uh you know just kind of scrolling down here a little bit but i I can't uh, for some other reason i can't make the thing uh give me all the information i want because i'd I'd really love to click y'all around there and let you see 
uh, everything that's on that website, and there is a lot. Uh, let's go through a few of the uh, a few of the things that that you that you do have on that website, uh, Sean. You can just start wherever. Well, let's start with I am defense. Let's start there because I think that's where All you right. started, right? Yes, sir. That is where I started on I am defense. I am defense is a self defense. Uh, business uh it's a program for women and children to teach them how to defend themselves uh, i did it in honor of my aunt and cousin that were murdered in a domestic violence situation when i was about 16 17 years old and wanted to do something in their honor and so what i did was create i am defense to teach women and children how to defend themselves okay well uh, now we didn't get into this last time i didn't think it was appropriate for the uh it's primetime somewhere broadcast but i think it is today um for, for this one, and that is the, the death that you were speaking of uh, inside the family there. You said it was a very traumatic event for you and your family, and obviously that is the case. Whatever you're comfortable with, I don't want to, you know, stir up a lot of bad memories or, you know, put you in a, in a bad position, corner you. But whatever you're comfortable with in, in discussing that particular thing and, and what type of impact it made on your life, if you are comfortable at all, uh, I want to give you that opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm comfortable with it because it, uh, you know, we were able to, from that experience, turn the lemons into lemonade to be able to uh, be a blessing to a lot of people. And I think that the story is important because it's realistic and what happens with a lot of people every day. Right. right? And so, you know, basically my, it's been late nineties. My sister was getting married. Uh, my aunt and cousin had come down uh, from Seattle to my sister's wedding. And at the time she was, uh, having some challenges with, uh, with her husband and, uh, he thought she was leaving him for another man. And she wasn't, uh, she mm -hmm. was coming down to the wedding. She said, Hey, look, you know, you can come with us, please come with us. You know, I'm not doing anything, you know, we're coming back. And so, yeah. you know, he was one of those guys that was pretty much like, you know, if I can't have, you no one else will. Right. And, uh, so she came down to the wedding. We had a great time. My sister got married, um, on that Saturday, she left that Sunday, uh, with my cousin and he murdered her and my yeah. cousin stabbed him to death that night and left him there. Oh, uh, <laughs> and so then we didn't hear about him. My other aunt that lives in Seattle, uh, hadn't heard from him once they got back and they went to do a, a wellness check. And when they did the wellness check right after, you know, week, two weeks of not hearing from them, you know, of course, they open the door and the smell hits you, right? Because these right. bodies have been in there for so long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then we realized what had happened. He was on the run. And so that was late November. Uh, it was middle December. And, you know, the we had come to Seattle for the funeral. Uh, the whole family got there. And of course, you know, we were a tight knit family and, uh, you know, it just rocked our world just because what had happened and we couldn't find this guy. He was on the run. Right, right. And we were all the adults that left the house and the kids were there and he called and he called and my sister answered the phone and she was just completely shook. And she said, you know, Hey, he's on the phone. I don't know what to do. And I said, well, give me the phone. And this is how, this is one of those, you know, it's nobody but God kind of, kind of situations okay. because there's no way that I emotionally would have been as calm had I not known the Lord. Right. And okay. he was on the phone and I said, Hey, how you doing? And he said, oh, I'm not doing too well. He said, um, you know, what's going on? You guys are, you guys are in Seattle. And I said, yeah. I said, we're here to do a Christmas celebration and we're trying to find, 
you know, auntie and cousin, you know, and we can't find them. He said, well, have you gone by the house? And he said, no, we hadn't gone by the house yet. He said, we should go by the house and check on them. I'm sure they're there. And uh, now you got to think about this now. This guy's already murdered him. He's been on the run. And we right. know that, but he didn't know that we knew. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he just started talking about how bad he was feeling, that he wasn't feeling well. And, you know, I mean, I'm not doing all right. I'm just, just feeling bad. And, and I said, well, well, you know, well, where are you? And he said, well, I'm outside of the hospital down on, he was on the border of Washington State in Oregon. He said, I'm down at the hospital, such and such hospital. I'm just sitting here. And I just don't know what to do with myself. And I said, well, you know, I hope all is well. And, you know, maybe we'll see you for the Christmas celebration. We hung up the phone. I immediately called the detective and said, he's at this hospital down there on the border, blah, 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 blah. They sent the police down there, got him, captured him. They prosecuted him. He ended up doing life in prison. Uh, matter of fact, died just last year, actually. Um, so, but the, but the tragedy of that story um, you know, the thing that we realize is that like God is our justice, right? In situations and, um, the way that he was caught in uh, everything that happened was a very, very powerful. But from that, you know, there've been thousands and thousands and thousands of families that we've been able to impact in a positive way with teaching women how to defend themselves, teaching children how to defend themselves to keep from being bullied or from being kidnapped or for women being abused in a domestic violence situation. So, you know, I would definitely love to have my aunt and cousin here, but, you know, if we're able to continue to live there, you know, push their legacy forward by helping women and children around the world uh, so that they aren't victims like my aunt and cousin were, then, you know, I, I thank God for the opportunity to be able to do that. Amen. Amen. And that, I, I appreciate you sharing that story. I know it was emotionally draining, uh, not just sure. to say, just to retell it has got to be emotionally draining for you each and every time that, that you do it. And, you know, for all of it to happen within your family, um, was there any lasting uh, animosity, I guess, or for lack of a better word, from particular members within your family? And has that been able to be rectified uh, through Christ? Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I there was a lot of animosity. I mean, you know, this guy killed my aunt and my cousin. I mean, so there was a lot of right. animosity and anger uh, from it. Um, you know, my family uh, as a whole, like my, my larger family, aunts, uncles, family. You know, we, you know, we had experienced domestic violence with other relatives in the past, right? Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. you know a lot of families have those situations where there's some domestic violence situation oh, yeah. going absolutely. on, right. whether they know about it or not, and so. We had endured that um, just with other aunts dealing with those situations and being beaten by men, um, but not someone that had been murdered. And so there was a lot of anger because, you know, we now let's take it into a whole different level. Yeah, that's a whole different level of of domestic abuse for sure. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it is. Well, it's one for the spouse, but it's another thing for the child. Right. He was nine. Right. Yeah, and he, right. you know, why did, yeah. why did you take him? Um, but it had an impact on a lot my family members mentally. Right. There mm-hmm. was a lot of uh, depression and mental depression that went through that. And yeah. what saved our family, at least those of us that, you know, that that trust to follow the Lord was that was that mm-hmm. we leaned on that because there right. was no understanding. Right. We couldn't get understanding. Why did you, why did our cousin, why is our cousin gone? Right. right. I remember when he was born. Why is he gone? Right. But it was that leaning on the Lord. And then being able to say, you know what, I can't do anything about them being gone, but I can do something about their memory. And so you figure that was, you know, almost 30 years ago, you know, so their memories have to live on. And, you know, 
we're able to impact other people around the world because of it. Right. Well, uh, and of course, the the defense uh, program that you've got, and uh, say I am Defense Institute, I believe is is that's right. Uh, that you know, that's a great legacy for it because of the fact there is so much uh, domestic violence mm-hmm. as you were speaking of, and just violence in general. I mean, violence in schools, right? You know, violence on the right. street for no reason at all. I mean, you—we've both seen it. People walk up and just, right. you know, waylay somebody for, you know, uh, I don't know what right. kind of—I don't know how that makes them feel like they're anybody, but it—it it happens, right. you know. And it would right. really be nice right. if one of them kids that you trained saw that happen and walked up to that guy and said, "Hey, you want to try that with me?" and you know, right. give them what they deserve. I, I mean, right. I'm sorry, but you know, that's right. kind of what I right. feel about right. it. You right. know, I, I just, I, no, I, 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 I don't yes. understand how, how people can, well, I do too. Evil in the yeah. world. We know where that yeah. evil in the world comes from. And we know who, we know right. who, who is going to ultimately defeat uh, Satan. Uh, one thing that I, I throw this in every now and then, and I think this is a perfect mm-hmm. time. Uh, that you know, you've got to uh, understand that that people are constantly under attack by Satan, you know, and he reminds right. you constantly right. of what you've done, what you've done, what you've done, what you've done. Well, the next time right. Satan does right. that, the next time he tells you, reminds you about something that you did like ten years ago that you're embarrassed about to this day, say, "Hey, Satan, you're right. You are one hundred percent correct. Let me tell you something about your future." I want to go into detail right. about your future, where you get thrown in a lake of fire first. Okay, and, and you're, you're going to get to spend like a thousand years there, and then you're going to come back. And you remember how you thought you were going to beat Jesus, but he beat you? Well, in the end, you go to hell forever and ever and ever. You want to talk about that, Satan? Do you want to talk about how bad things are? And let me tell you, when you start talking to yourself like that, you are talking to Satan, but you're also telling yourself, I believe in Jesus Christ. With every word you speak, you're saying, I believe in Jesus Christ. And before you know it, that, that thing he's reminding you about, you done forgot about that. You're moving on now. Things are getting back on the positive side right. because you just reminded Satan right. of his future. He doesn't need to remind you about your past. There's nothing you can do about that. But you accepted Jesus Christ, so you're going to live forever and right. you're going to live in paradise. Okay, had to get that in, Sean. <laughs> I don't know how you yeah. feel about that topic, but that, that you know, that's me. Um, now, yes, we, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. And, um, you know, I got another 30 minutes with you at least here. So, you know, we're, we, should, <laughs> we should be good. Let's give that website one more All time. Right. And uh, then we'll get ready to move on to the second half of the show. Go ahead. GoSFB.com. GoSFB.com. And um, now I know that uh, the S stands for Sean, and the B stands for banks, but I forgot what the F stands for. What's that? Free. Free. That's it. Free. I it's like that. Is, is that your, is, is that your right. legal uh, middle name, Free? Or is yeah, that just... Sean's Free, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the name that I, I, that's I what just, the S F is for, yes. I yeah. just love that. Well, the, uh, now, I have a reason yeah. for asking that question. My co-host sure, on, sure. on the uh, last Christian uh, newscast and radio show, he saw your interview but he didn't catch uh-huh. all the, so he was asking me, what, what does that mean again? What, what is that? You know, what is what that? Does that you know, help so, me? Yeah. yeah so, so anyway, I, I had to, I had to speak with him about that a little bit. Anyway, uh, I got Sean yeah. for another 30 minutes and uh, we do hope that you guys will stick around with us for the second half of the last Christian podcast. Again, my guest today, Mr. Sean Banks, and we will be back right after the break with the second half of the last Christian podcast. 
podcast. Attention podcasters, influencers, media personalities, content creators, and aspiring or existing radio personalities. KRRB Revelation Radio now offers the opportunity to broadcast or syndicate both new or existing shows to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the world. And if you currently operate a radio station, we offer you the opportunity to add several popular shows in virtually every genre for broadcast on your station. Choose programming from 30 minutes to two hours with each internationally syndicated show adding quality content sure to grow your listening audience. We even have excellent optional services to help you promote your show or station. These services are not only designed for audio use on the radio, but also include tools for use on social media, even YouTube. For more information, visit www.revelationradio.net or email the Ustreamit LLC broadcast network at office at ustreamit.net today. And welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the last Christian podcast. Again, my name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas. Joined by my new, very good friend, Mr. Sean Banks. Uh, Sean, welcome back to the second half of the last Christian podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. sir. Glad to be here. We spent the first half of the show, uh, I don't know, kind of a couple of topics. uh, Some of them applied to you, some of them didn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway, I want to really get into what you do. Okay, so uh, okay. tell us about your foundation, you know, uh, all the aspects of it. I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you, and you just go till you get tired. Okay, so go ahead. <laughs> I got you. Uh, well, the what I do is youth development, uh, JD. I'm focused uh, on developing youth. Uh, getting them to believe in themselves more and to go after their dreams. Uh, An ultimate foundation of that is that we want these kids to uh, be able to find God, know that God loves them. Uh, We can talk about motivation all we want, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a thing that we find with a lot of motivational, you know, projects or personal development is that at some point all that stuff fails you. And can I, can I break in one off. second? I, 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 I hate to break sure. your train of thought, but if I don't, I'll forget right. the question. Okay, and and that is, where do these kids come from? I mean, I know that you've got the foundation, sure. you know, and you've got, uh, sure. but where for for the most part, you know, where do they come? Uh-huh. From? Do they come from a, a, a church? Do they come from the community? Do they come from both? And how do you get them there? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we we get kids from that are coming to the summer camp, so they're in you know a metro Atlanta area, and they come from all over the country uh, for camp. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I mean, we have kids pretty much you know most of the states, I mean, with with the exception of a few, uh, we have kids coming to our summer camp, and then with the youth magazine, uh, the kids magazine at the conference uh, that has allowed us to connect with kids all over the world. So uh, right now, I mean, over nine countries and territories around the world, uh, oh, we're man. connecting with ranging from South Africa to Uganda, to England, Malaysia, Australia, uh, Canada, Dominican Republic, Trinidad, uh, Tobago, um, parts of India. So that's over nine. Um, but it in Taiwan. Uh, so that's where we're getting our audience from. And, and, and it's continuing to grow. Uh, as we continue to spread this message of, you know, just believing in yourself and being motivated because motivation is a universal language. And with all the negative going on in the world that kids are being inundated with, uh, when we talk about what they're seeing on TV, what they're hearing in the music, what they see on social media, mm-hmm. what they're dealing with at home, you know, to be able to give them, you know, just 
put a little little water on that fire, put a nugget in their heart that says, hey, look, you are somebody Amen. and you can be somebody regardless of your circumstances. Uh, most importantly, God loves you uh, is a is a huge plus. And the way that we do that is through our actions and through through our ministry. Um, you know, we do, you know, crusade our last one we did in Uganda. We plan to go back there again this year. Uh, and so it's just doing that work and being getting our hands dirty uh, to make a difference with these youth. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, I didn't mean to break away from, you know, just letting you go with all about your all about your programs here because oh, you've got right. several. But if I hadn't got that question, it, it sprang in my mind and I knew I'd forget it if I didn't just, you know, I'm old. Yeah. I'm old, okay? I, my, I my, my memory doesn't <laughs> hang on very long. Uh, so uh, anyway, tell you. us about uh, some more of these programs. I mean, you, you got the I Am Defense thing. You got Camp Warrior King. You got Team Hot Sauce. You know, that's, I'll, I'll yeah. remember, I like that, I like that, one. yeah, I like that. And and then, then then you got three books on top of that. I mean, um, you're a very busy man. Uh, I just want you to, uh, you know, expand on any of these uh, programs and offerings that you have that you really want people to know about. And, you know, let's fire them up. Let's get them interested in, in signing up with you going forward. Go ahead. Absolutely. Well, what I'm most excited about is you can have it all kids magazine. Okay. Uh, it's the fastest, it's the fastest growing kids magazine in the world. Amen. And it's all about motivating kids to go after their dreams and to be inspired by other youth uh, that are doing great things. And so the magazine, it's, we have digital and print copies and it is the answer to what kids need second to God, of course, right. And God, family, all those things. Right. Right. Um, but it's one of the tools that churches and families can use to be able to keep their kids in a positive place, uh, getting positive information in, right? Because as we know, positive in, positive out, negative in, negative out. Right. And so with what kids are seeing in school, what they're seeing on TV, social media, right? With the lack of reins on the exposure that our kids are getting, we got to be able to combat that with some positive, and that's what you can have at all magazine does. Uh, in those articles, kids will learn how to, you know, how to make friends. When they'll learn mm -hmm. how to draw, how to color, and they'll see, you know, they'll read comics, they'll read about kids doing cool things. We have kids that are writing from the UK and from Africa and from Australia, and so they're, they're getting to see kids from all over the world that are writing. It's interactive, so they can actually interact and say, well, hey, you know, I I agree that we should have zoos or I disagree we shouldn't have zoos, uh -huh. right? And they can actually get involved with positive content, positive topics that are, that are God-centered, right? And what I mean by that is just not all this stuff, all these adult topics that kids are having to deal with. Right. We keep it where it's like it's safe for, you know, if your kid picked up our magazine and you didn't see it and you saw him reading it, you wouldn't have to be worried about the content. It is absolutely clean, and that's what we want, and that's what we need in America. That's what we need around the world is to continue to have clean content for kids. So you can have it all magazine. Uh, kids Motivational Magazine is what people need to have. Every home needs to have it because we are out here on the ground fighting the issues that are going on by putting in positive to our youth. Amen. Now, um, about the magazine, you said it comes both in electronic form and also in printed form. So uh, tell, us, tell us where you can get both. How, how would somebody go about about getting it? To get the magazine, you go to ukids.world. So, or you can just find the link on our website. So if you go to the website I told you before, the gosfb.com, there's a link there to get to the magazine when you click down. Or you can go to directly to the site, which is ukids.world. Click subscribe, and you can subscribe for the magazine. You can pick either a digital copy or you can pick, you know, uh, physical copies. 
Okay. All right. Is it available anywhere else like Amazon or, or um, any of that kind of stuff? Or, or is it specifically, or, or are you holding it right there? I'm holding it right there for right now. I mean, we'll, I don't we'll, blame let, you. we'll let Amazon. I don't blame you. That, that it, sounds but, like a good yeah. thing to me. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, make, yeah. and it also makes yeah. it really easy for people to, to do that too. You know, you don't have them searching all Correct. over, all over the place. So I would recommend if I, if, if I, you know, if I'm talking to a parent or something, I say, go to his website, go right. go there because there not only does that give you uh, access to the magazine, but it also gives you access to everything else. Okay, so right. let's let's go ahead and, and, and move on to the next one here. How about uh, Camp Warrior King? Tell us all about that. Uh, camp Warrior King is a youth camp that exposes kids to activities they normally wouldn't experience during the school year. So okay. we get kids for nine or ten weeks over the summer. It's a day camp, so we get them during the day. They go home in the afternoon, uh, and we do all kind of activities. They, we teach them how to fish. We teach them how to... Uh, how to do archery. We teach them boxing, karate. They do Legos and jazz. We have cooking classes. We have dance. We do chess and checkers and board game classes and just anything that we could think that kids would love to do. They come to camp and we do that. We go on all kind of wild and fun field trips. We take a whitewater rafting. They go canoeing. They go spelunking. Uh, we do anything we can with kids to get them exposure uh, because the idea is, right, to get them positive exposure, right, so that instead of looking at this negative stuff or hanging out with negative people, hey, man, you might really like to build Legos, right? You might really like to play the saxophone or play the piano or to do kayaking or to do, uh, you know, uh, whitewater rafting, but you don't know if you never get the opportunity. And so that's what Camp Warrior King's about. Uh, we're celebrating our 10th year uh, this summer. Uh, it's been 10 wonderful years. Uh, I give glory to God for it because uh, when I started this camp, I had zero knowledge about how to do camps. I didn't want to do a camp. I had zero <laughs> passion working with kids. and But it was something that God put in my heart. I heard the Lord when he said, do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Because I had already yeah. seen what had came from I Am Defense, uh, mm-hmm. which the name I Am Defense comes from God. Uh, and if you see the logo, you see that burning tree, uh, that's, um, mm-hmm. uh, that, that was inspired from the story of God and Moses and right. just the parallel of mm-hmm. Moses not wanting to go out and do anything with the world and having reasons for why he wasn't sufficient. And God saying, tell him, I am sent you that same story and doubt I, that Moses had was the same experience I felt. That's where that came from. And so I knew what God had done with I am defense and how it sustained me and allowed me to be able to get free from a job. So with Camp Warrior King, I trusted that he would do the same and greater, and he has not disappointed. Amen to that. And, you know, uh, now you, you got an advantage over Moses. You realize that, right? Moses uh, had, a, he had a speech impediment. You know, so, um, <laughs> and, and, and that's one thing, that's one thing you don't got, you know, you, you are <laughs> extremely well-spoken and you've got everything together. I mean, uh, now you told me, uh, in the last interview that, um, your mom had a lot to do with the, uh, curriculum for the, for this camp. Uh, but even so, even, you know, she could be the brightest mom in the world. And she sounds like, I mean, you know, she sounds like she's extremely bright. I know she's hardworking and I know she's, uh, you know, she's a good Christian. I know she raised a good kid. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, but yes, sir. she couldn't have possibly known about all this, uh, 
whitewater rafting and 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 <laughs> archery and all this kind of stuff. I mean, how did that come about? I mean, is this something where uh, particular parents or or people suggested uh, that you do certain things, or or how did it come together? And what um, what was your initial list? I mean, it couldn't have been as all inclusive as it is now. No, so the. Uh the way it came together is just how you said. I mean, from parents recommending things, kids recommending things they want to try, uh, spending. We put in a lot of hard work, uh, my team and I, uh, trying to figure out what kinds of things kids would like to do. You know, what kinds of things we wish we could have done when we were kids. Right. Uh, and that, and then just meeting some really amazing people. Uh, we've had some great people come across our life, uh, across our paths. I say, hey, look, this is what I do. Maybe kids would like to do this. Hey, we do this over here. Would the kids like to do that? Right. And so no man is an island. Uh, it's been just right. tremendous people, uh, tremendous community um, coming and being involved with what we're doing and say, hey, look, we want to offer this. We want to offer that. And so over the years, we've tried it. Uh, our first field trip, uh, our first big field trip that I remember in the camp field trip, we went to Amicalola State Falls, uh, Amicalola, yeah, State Falls, Amicalola Falls State Park. There we go. Sorry. Amicalola Falls State Park. And it's a beautiful park here in Georgia. And the, when we did that trip, you know, we actually caravaned like 13 cars. Um, <laughs> the parents. Yeah, that first trip, man. Uh, the parents, we said we have a field trip. Uh, we didn't have vans. We didn't have any access to any of that stuff. We didn't even know how to do it. We just know we knew that we wanted to go on a field trip and do something cool with the kids. So the parents of the kids said, hey, look, well, we'll drive our cars and we'll take our kids. Right. And so we did that. And so it was that kind of community and belief in the program that built it. And so that's one of the pictures on my wall. Uh, one of my favorite pictures, because that's our first big field trip. Uh, where we took kids to uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Falls. Hold on a second there. I don't want you to stop talking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this up here full screen. Where You point at that again, yeah. where, where, where people can, yeah. can see that a little better. So I'll be right on the other side of Jay-Z right there, right above uh, right uh, well, Muhammad you're, Ali. You're, you, are, you are full screen. You are full screen, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so right here is, uh, is a picture of our first major, our first, it was end of the year field trip. And we went to Amicalola Falls State Park. And uh, actually, this guy here, Mr. Nick, was one of the people that helped me start the program. And my niece is here. My mom's in here somewhere. Uh, my stepdad's <laughs> right in there. I mean, there's a parent. Uh, there's another parent. I mean, just parents all over. And that was uh, the first trip. And it was just that, you know, we were committed to doing it. Yeah. And like I said, we caravaned from, I mean, it was like a two-hour drive. Oh, wow. Uh, and... Yeah, the parents' caravan. And, so you it's know, a, a yeah. day trip well spent is the way that well you definitely – Yeah, that's, that's how you yes, definitely – Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, again, you've got so much. I, I, want, I want to try to get in as much as I possibly can. We didn't spend sure. a lot of time in the last podcast about your books. So I think it's fair okay. that, that, that we go there. And um, sure. you are the author of three books, uh, Persevere, yes. Overcome, Win, uh, then Raising Extraordinary Kids – and then be unstoppable living life. Take some time and, and walk us through uh, all three of those books, Sean. Absolutely. So Persevere, Overcome, Win, um, the strategy to give your kid the edge in life, uh, is a book on how to develop your children. I talk about um, things like how to develop their confidence, like the confidence castle. How do you build a child's confidence from, not, from being afraid to try anything 
to feeling like they're unstoppable. Right. Uh, and I also go on to issues like work ethic, how to build your work ethic, the importance of environment and keeping your child in the right environment and maintaining that environment. And, it, and, and I talk about those topics in Persevere, Overcome, Win, uh, and it's giving parents strategies. I don't believe in parenting, J.D., uh, as far as, well, let me rephrase that. I don't believe in me teaching you how to parent. Right, right. I believe that a parent knows their child better than uh, any specialist or professional does, or they should. And so, right, they should. And so what I'm giving are tools that you can use that you can be able to um, tailor fit to your child based on their personality. Um, raising raising extraordinary kids uh, is a spinoff and a shorter version of uh, Persevere, Overcome, Win. We give them five, the five key habits uh, to raising extraordinary kids, which are kids that are, that have the edge in life, right? Kids yeah. that are, you know, if you want your kid to be the best at something, I want my kid to be dynamic at Right. This they are mm-hmm. good at this. Mm-hmm. This is these are the skills and things that you do to get your child uh, to that level. This is how you do it, uh, while also having maintaining a loving home, right, and maintaining a happy child. Right. Um, be unstoppable. Living life is for young adults. Uh, I talk about how success is relative, meaning that success isn't based on just having money. It's not just based on having, you know, material things. Right. right? But how success is based on really what you uh, decide success is. And of course, the ultimate foundation of success is having God in your life. Uh, just because when you have God in your life, it doesn't matter how high or how low you are, you can always have that joy. Right. right, and that's why you see some people that have looks like they have nothing, but they're extremely happy. And then you mm-hmm. see people that look like they have millions of dollars in the bank, or they may, and they're miserable. Right, <laughs> that there's something that's missing, and yeah. that's because they just kind of have displaced what's really happy and what success is. And right. so, be unstoppable living life is talking to young adults about the strategies they need to be successful uh, and to be unstoppable out here in this world. Amen. And uh, you know, you you've said it several times but the the base the rock on everything is jesus christ you know and keeping him keeping him at the center uh you will always be successful you know um and when you when you push him away that's when things don't go as well you know and i can speak from personal experience on that because you know i mean i had a great career in the airlines um, you know, yes, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be really happy when you can travel the world for what, 50 bucks or whatever, you know, and sometimes yeah. free anywhere, <laughs> anywhere you want to go. Um, uh-huh. you know, I, uh, I, I led some of the biggest airports in the United States, um, you know, wow. in, man- in management and, um, uh, wow. you know, and that's from starting out on the ramp. But let me tell you this, starting out on the ramp and then stepping on people all the way up the line until you make your way to headquarters yeah. until you get out there, you know, okay. Yeah. I was successful. But I was miserable mm-hmm. at it, you know, miserable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then expect, accepting Jesus Christ and, and you know, uh, change. Again, that will change your life, people. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ, please do remember, just like there is that last play in a football game, there is that last individual to accept Christ before the rapture of the church. And you do not want to miss that moment in time. You want to come come up there with us, you know. Uh, Sean's going to be there. Yeah. Um I'm yeah, gonna you don't be want there. To be that guy that misses the boat. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it, it only runs yeah. one time. It only runs one yeah, time. Yeah, don't miss that know. boat. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. But always, always throw this in too. There are going to be people that are going to be saved after the rapture, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, you you're going to go the 
you're going to have to be miserable, but in the end, you win. Okay, in the end, you will win. So just hang in there and keep your faith in Jesus Christ. You know, hopefully one of these tapes survives somewhere and people know. (laughs) And have have a lot of ammo. (laughs) Yeah, there there you go. There you go. All right, uh, Sean, I want to get into Team Hot Sauce now. You know it's my favorite, right? Or at least one of them. Yes, sir. So it's got that unique spelling to it we talked about last time, so I'm going to go ahead and and, and let you do that one and then uh, tell us all about it. Go ahead. Awesome. So Team Hot Sauce. H-O-T-T, sauce, S-A-W-C-E, hot sauce. And Team Hot Sauce are motivational characters uh, designed to motivate kids to go after their dreams. And they are vegetables and fruits and pigs (laughs) and peppers that uh, go through the garden galaxy. And they are the veggie defenders, man. They are fighting against these uh, negative insects, which we call the negatoids, uh, which are just <laughs> negative insects that are eating vegetables, right? Which is what insects do. Uh, and uh, mm. showing people how to fight those insects off, keeping them at bay, uh, helping people along the way, uh, and, and eating on their food. Uh, one of the characters, Brock Lee, uh, actually loves pizza uh, and loves hamburgers. So uh, it's like, you know, we're like, man, how do you have a vegetable eating a hamburger? And we're like, well, you know, hey, it's it's a, it's a it's a galactic hamburger. So it's we don't called really poetic. Know what's in it. You have a poetic license yeah. to do whatever you want with you what with, with your stuff. Yeah, you can. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, well, that's your right. Well, like, that's your well, right. Well, if he eats, if he, let's say, well, if he's a vegetable and he eats hamburgers and he's eating beef, that's weird. They're like, well, if he's a vegetable and it's a veggie burger, then he's a cannibal, so that's weird. They're like, so how do you do that? I'm like, well, it's a galactic burger. We don't know what's in it. It doesn't matter. He just likes it. Right? There you go. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. as you can see, Sean's got a little bit of something for everybody. So, um, yes. you know, if, if again, uh, www.gosfb.com. Right. Yes, okay. All right. That's right. And, and you know, I, I really strongly encourage you guys to go there, you know. Now, um, your target, as far as um, the kids go, what, mm-hmm. what ages uh, primarily are you aiming your program at? Is there a start and in, in ending age group? And, and, and I understand that a 45-year-old might want to pick up this stuff and, you know, and, and, right. there's, and there's content there that I think would help them. But what, what's the, the normal target audience there? Our target audience are school-age kids. So okay. anywhere from 5 to 15 Okay. Uh, for you know, is that's who we service like for our camp and some yeah. of our conferences. Uh, the book like Be Unstoppable, Living Life are going to be for you know your young adults. So you know, sixteen, seventeen, up to you know that one. You know, your twenties and thirties and forties uh, for that particular book. Someone that yeah. doesn't have kids but wants to be motivated. Right. Uh, it would be that book. But our target audience for our youth development and things we do are school age kids. Okay, and now. When did you start all of this? What year did, did you get going initially? And can you tell us a little bit about the early struggle? And then when did it really take off? Because it's obviously taken off. So if you can, just kind of define that. Absolutely. So the as far as I am defense, uh, about 2006, 2007, Okay. Um, I was in the real estate business and the market kind of started taking a turn. We had a recession in 2008 and 
I was in real estate. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Right. I wasn't mm-hmm. in love with that. I never wanted to do it. Right. Uh, prior to that, I was waiting tables. Uh, I just got out of school and I was a waiter and I was like, well, this is a waste of money going to school and then waiting tables. How yeah. I end up here. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and it was actually common. Yeah. I mean, I learned so much. Right. Going through that process of waiting tables, I enjoyed the people I work with. I mean, I, some of the best laughs were, you know, you ever wonder when you see a waiter waiting your table and they're cracking up laughing coming out the back? Man, that's because there's some good jokes going on back there. We're talking about y'all. <laughs> we're, talk, we're talking about our people at the table, man. You believe this guy or you know, something, right? We're laughing and talking, having a good time. But I, I got into that, the, uh, got into real estate, the market changed. Um, a buddy of mine said, Hey, look, you know, why don't we open up a martial arts school together? Uh, I was reluctant, but I didn't really have a way to make any money. And it was like, Hey, sink or swim. So, uh, I started a business with him. Uh, my buddy ended up wanting to go into movies of doing, being a stunt double on uh, the movies, the movie industry in Atlanta was starting to take off and he wanted to get into that. Uh, and so he went that direction and I said, okay, well now I got this thing. What am I going to do with this, this business? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and I stuck with it. Uh, yeah. and so that is where it started like 2008, 2000, about 2008 was when I am defense where I broke yeah. off from the partnership with him and really, you know, took off into my Focused, own thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. when did the business really explode? When did it really come uh, together? I tell you, I started having, I mean, so initially, I mean, I struggled. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I sure. struggled yeah. and I struggled. I mean, I, yeah. I ended up in between that time. I had to go back and I got a job selling insurance mm-hmm. and uh, I was selling insurance part-time while I was trying to build up the schools um, because I couldn't go back. At that time I had to go back and live in my sister's basement. Uh, yeah. So I'm in my twenties mm-hmm. living in my yeah. sister's basement and that wasn't any fun. Cause I had a sense of pride, right? Like I'm a <laughs> right. guy. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, you know yeah. and, it, and, and let me tell you how bad it was. It was either you can go back to live in mom's basement mm-hmm. or you can live in your sister's basement. So I went to my sister's because I said, well, that's a step up from living in your mama's basement being grown. So, but either way, I was in the basement. Um, and, uh, and so I struggled. I mean, I struggled a lot. Uh, and with Can't Worry King, as a matter of fact, the first year, uh, after the first year, I couldn't afford to pay my staff Right. Uh, when I first camp. Uh, and it took me a couple months to be able to pay them back. Uh, but one or two of them stuck in there with me. Uh, I lost all my savings uh, with trying to build Camp Warrior King. We had I far overreached or overprojected how many kids we would have. Uh, I expected to have like, you know, at least 150 kids, maybe 200. Uh, we didn't reach over maybe 29. Yeah. Whenever you're first starting out, it, yeah. it, it, it's always rough. But I'll tell you what, you know, I, I can I can recommend something for you. Okay, there, uh, there, uh, a guy I know, he's got this book. It's called um, Persevere, Overcome, and Win. And it, I, I think that I think, if, <laughs> I think if you got a copy of that book, it probably help you out. Okay, now obviously yes. I just plugged Sean's book. Okay, and uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I hope I hope that some of you will go get it because you know what he's telling you here is that basically his life experience. He's translating that over, and he's really helping you out. But he's also giving you a good dose of the Bible and the teachings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sean, believe it or not, we are uh, coming down to the end of the uh, Last Christian podcast, and I want to give you 30 seconds, okay, to uh, anything that that we may have missed that you want to point out, 
Go for it. Thank you, first of all, for having me, J.D. I love being on your show. Can't wait to be on another one in the future. Uh, and it's important that you know, we have an orphanage called You Can Have It All Orphanage in Bombo, Uganda, East Africa. Uh, and a percentage of all the proceeds from our magazine sales, our book sales, uh, the success stack sales, anything we have, a uh, percentage of that goes back to making sure those kids have shelter, have food, uh, and have clothing. Uh, and are able to go and get an education. You can check out uh, more about that orphanage on our website, uh, but that's just something that I think is important for people to know that a percentage of the proceeds, uh, we're not keeping this stuff for ourselves. Uh, we want to continue to uh, be blessed to be a blessing. And so that's where uh, all of our effort and stuff is going to make sure those kids over in East Africa are taken care of. Amen. And with that, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Everybody, God bless you.